This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we are trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode will bring someone new to the table to plant a foundational seed on how to grow our wealth and unlock our ideal lifestyles. We are so glad you're here. And today's guest is a dear friend of mine, Evan Ward, based in Chicago, but originally from Delaware. We're so excited to have him on because not only has he done incredible work for the Black community throughout his entire life, but he's recently founded an organization in Chicago called The Think Tank, where the mission is to accelerate the economic development of Black people in the United States. So Evan, we are so excited to have his expertise Evan. here. Yes. we. I mean, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there? Perfect. Well, first I want to just say thank you guys for having me on the podcast. I'm extremely happy to be here. Um, So just a little bit of background before I get into the question. My name is Evan Ward, as Leslie said. Um, I moved to Chicago about a year and five months ago now uh, to work for a consulting firm called Carney. Um, at the time, I was still running a pickup, dry cleaning, and laundry service um, back in D.C., which ended rather abruptly, actually thanks to Leslie and her, uh, making me realize <laughs> that laundry was not my true passion. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's always been this intersection of, of people and education. Um, so stop that and, and actually ended up founding the think tank, which I'll, I'll touch a little bit more on later. Uh, but in terms of, you know, just what is happiness and how am I using money to get there? Um, for me, happiness and, and even how I define success revolves a lot around, um, you know, how I see progress and development around people or within people around me, uh, which goes into why I'm passionate about community, which goes into why I'm passionate about education um, and also which goes into how I'm using my money right now. So I'm actually using some of my money right now to put into uh, the think tank and put into developing uh, knowledge around like how we can create community around like commonly developing and commonly uh, learning more uh, about economics, more about just how to make our money work for us. Um, mm. An example of that is, you know, putting money down to talk to um, an investor named Christopher Senegal, um, who is actually revitalizing the fifth ward in Houston. And we're having a conversation with him coming up on Friday. Um, but that's just one uh, of the ways that I'm putting my money behind what my actual desire is, uh, which is the, like the common development of not just me, but my friend group and the people around me. Mm. Ev, I, we've talked about this so many times, just one-on-one within the think tank. All three of us have talked about it, with, with Liam included. And I don't think we could have had a more perfect guest to answer a question that was admittedly submitted months ago. Um, mm-hmm. This question was, I'm curious about how the Black community can keep and build its wealth. What should we be doing as individuals and communities to truly build? And mind you, we are now you know, releasing and recording this episode in the early summer of 2020, where mm-hmm. 
I mean, suffice to say, a fire has been lit, a fire that had been burning for a very long time, but has been reignited in ways we could not have imagined across the U.S. and internationally. And so, Ev, I am so curious, just initial thoughts where does your mind go when you think about how the Black community can keep and build wealth? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I mean, initially, where my mind goes to it is where, when we've built wealth historically. Um, mm. And I, you know, I go to the Freedmen's Bank, um, and which was, you know, kind of right after reconstruction um, when our community put all of our, or was, you know, told to put money into this bank and was told that it would be the way that we could get out of sharecropping, get out of um, kind of the rut that we were in and, you know, working as textile factors mm -hmm. or textile workers and actually get money um, to buy our own land. And, and that would be the way to wealth. I think about uh, you know, the Greenwood District and Black Wall Street, which everybody's been talking about recently. It's like all I see now. I know. Um, like, <laughs> that's, that's let's rebuild Black Wall Street. Hard, let's yeah. rebuild Black Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I Shout see. Shout out Oklahoma um, listeners. <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out to Oklahoma. <laughs> um, I think about Durham, North Carolina, too. Um, and I think Durham was one of the kind of thriving Black districts that um, was, I think, messed over when the suburbanization of the U.S. happened. And uh, I think that was one of the neighborhoods that a, um, a highway was actually built right through as, as they were building um, ways to get to the suburbs. But I think through that, like historically, but then Les, right now, and I, I think to uh, what we're doing, and I think to what I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people talk about, which is one, how do you strategically utilize and pull your your dollar um oh. and i've seen a lot of people who are compiling all these lists of black businesses which is great i'm <laughs> um, seeing people talk about you know uh you know blackout days and, and making sure that we utilize our 1.2 trillion dollars of spending power to really sheesh. um make yeah i know sheesh right in a few years but how do we pull that and leverage that to make sure that you know um, companies and politicians um, are actually creating agendas that work to our advantage. Um, but when I, when I think about the type of consistent and sustained unity that it takes to, you know, pour resources in such a way and dedicate them to specifically like um, Black businesses continuously or strategically um, it makes me, in some ways, um, I don't know, just very at awe at the unity in the organization that we're seeing right now. Mm. Um, and I just think long term, I think long term when I think sustainability, um, my hope is that we are able to sustain this type of organization and unity in times when there's not calamity and in time when there's not, um, you know, extreme conflict. Mm -hmm. But like, I think when we talk about, you know, our community, times like this is what draws us together. Um, unfortunately, right? This, I guess, unfortunately, and then also potentially, um, 
you know, the, the bright side of it is that we are now working a lot together. Um, and my, my thought process is that if we can sustain that type of unity and strategic utilization of not just, um, you know, putting our dollars towards the right businesses, but then also, you know, channeling that into the policies like we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, we can continue to sustain our, our dollar and then potentially continue to um, sustain that wealth. But it's it's such an uphill battle. Sometimes I think yeah. about, you know, where we are as a, a community, we're about 10, you know, have like 10 times or the, the white community has about 10 times the amount of, you know, net worth as a black family mm-hmm. um, on average. And we're projected to go down to zero in 2053 if, if everything stays Ooh. the same. Um, and that's just because there's a lot of uh, one intergenerational like transfer of wealth that does not happen in the black community, um, largely because you know we were shut out of the housing boom. Um, and then like from 1934 to 1968, I'm, I'm reading this book and it talks about how 98% of FHA loans between 1938 and 1960, I mean, 1934 and 1968 went to, um, white families, 98%. Mm, and this was during, you know, um, this was after uh, like the new deal and, and FDR was trying to pump resources into the economy by creating like the public works administration and. Uh, he created the FHA, the VA loan, and the GI Bill to s- stimulate the economy by giving access, um, you know, more access to loans and, and allowing people to have uh, a more streamlined way to build wealth through homeownership. Mm. You know, during that boom, um, we were shut out of uh, out of that time, and, and and you know, wealth and homeownership dictate so much. You know, from property taxes. Um, dictating the education in, you know, uh, different communities and healthcare being based on some property taxes in some places as well. Um, so like being shut out of that homeownership boom was, was so crucial and, and manifest in so many different ways still today. Um, so when I think just about that, you know, the uphill climb that we have in a lot of ways, like there has to be a sustained effort. Um, oh. And that's why I'm so passionate about Think Tank and you know, the goal is to spread those economic resources as quickly as possible, but uh, as quickly as possible and as, eff- as efficiently as possible, but also to begin to pull our money and begin to invest in such a way that can lead to that intergenerational kind of change and into that impact. So um, that's the goal. And, and that's what I think we need to continue to do as a, a community if we're going to um, see a sustainable change. Evan, I, lots of, lots of heavy stuff there. It's awesome. Um, I, and I think that's what think tank is solving for, right? You mentioned that's the biggest key here is it's incredible to see this unity. It's unfortunate that it took a circumstance like it did to really put that spotlight on this unity and jumpstart it. But I think things like think tank, I know, you know, the listener was asking about, okay, like building wealth and sustaining wealth. Um, you know, when we're thinking at scale for the long term, how to actually make a change because temporary is not going to do it. Mm. Um, and I think things like think tank, building it in your community, um, 
Evan, you did it from the ground up. Anybody can do it in their respective community, right? I mean, it's it's something that you do, and, and it's consistent. You have a cadence where you're consistently meeting with others, helping a community, and you've built that, and it's a contagious environment, right, where now others are inviting their friends and their connections, and that's Absolutely. what it's all about because I think that's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and I know, Ev, like, just the, the amount of knowledge you just dropped for anyone listening to this episode, please go back and rewind and just re-listen to all of the different policies, inflection points, and even statistics mm. that outline why generational wealth, while we do have some of those individual levers that we can pull, really is structural. And when you mentioned, you know, intergenerational transfer of wealth too, I mean, that is huge and even adds fuel to the fire of, of what Liam and I are doing here at CWC, right? Like helping people to develop those foundations. Um, but overall, I, I, I think back to how can we create this unity? And one of the most beautiful things about the think tank, which I've been you know, humbled to be a part of so far, is the everybody eats mentality. And if you haven't heard of that before, I, I'm sure you can probably guess what that means. But the idea that when you come into this community, we are investing in and building each other. I mean, as corny as it sounds, it's kind of like a lot of those like Instagram like tagging chains that are going on right now. You know, we are black women. We build each other up. I mean, seeing things like that, you, you take for granted as you're just scrolling down a news feed. But when you truly come into a community where you can be your vulnerable self, um, you can have as many character flaws as, as all of us do and then some, and you can make mistakes in the environment where you're still trying to move forward. I think that is beautiful. And I think that is what's going to continue this sustained momentum, drawing us together as a community, but then also hopefully as individuals, influencing the way that we think about how our decisions impact the next generation and the next generation and the next. Um, and I don't, I, I know this is like such a big topic for us to tackle in such a short period of time. But when I think about some of those individual components as well, what stands out are kind of knowing the value of, of the black dollar or knowing the value of your dollar, right? Like how to direct that in ways that supports things, supports movements that you care about, how to own assets. Evan talked a lot about home ownership, even owning businesses, owning land, owning things that are not just things. They're not just trinkets that sit on a desk, but they're actually assets that are valuable that add to your net worth and can be part of a portfolio that you can transfer wealth throughout generations. And, and then lastly, compound. oh, 100%, you know we love a good compound interest or, or appreciation of assets there. Um, and lastly, too, understanding the ramifications, whether it's you know starting your own business or just understanding in general how to navigate some of those business environments where a lot of our income is generated. And so I know that's not an exhaustive list by any means, but I, I absolutely love, Evan, how you talked about the high level and now trying to break it down into what we can do as individuals. I don't know if you have any suggestions, but those are just what's coming to my mind. Yeah. It, yeah. No, I I mean, those are, go, go ahead, Leo. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah, and no, I was, I was going to say those are all great suggestions, Les. I, I think as we know, we talked a little bit about the think tank and what it is right now, but I mean, 
definitely good to point out that it started with just you, me, Sydney, and Francisco <laughs> at your apartment, uh, just coming together to, to to toss ideas around. So I think when we, we talk about anything that will eventually scale to be impactful, um, you know, just starting with the people around you, having those conversations, but being consistent with it, I, I think is key, mm. whether that's putting money together and, you know, investing in a couple stocks or uh, whether it is trying to build out something a little bit more substantial. Mm. Um, and I'll kick it over to Liam because I know you're saying something. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I feel like we really planted the seed here on this topic. It's so heavy and we can keep going, <laughs> but I, I want to make sure our listeners know how this seed could, could blossom and grow and otherwise inspire its own wealth journey. Do we have actionable takeaways here? I think we dropped a lot of interesting, insightful stuff, <laughs> um, but let's help these seeds become plants here. What kind of takeaways, Evan, you want to start? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think I'll just go back to what I was saying before about if you are passionate about, um, oh, I start with one thing. So if you're passionate about, you know, channeling your, your money to black owned businesses or um, anything of that effect, official black Wall Street is a great page to follow. We Buy Black is a great place to follow. Um, and there's a couple other, I guess, miscellaneous kind of lists that are popping up here and there. But those are two great ones to start um, if you're looking for directories. Oh, and Katika, that's that's a, another good one. Mm. Um, but in terms of uh, tangible steps to, to build um, something where you can pull money with your friends or where you can start kind of an investment group, um, I would say start with, you know, two or three people who are right around you. Uh, come together, be intentional about what your goal is. Um, that's actually what we're in the process of doing right now, of outlining what it actually looks like to start a fund. Um, so we're coming up with like our operating agreement and our bylaws. We're interviewing people who have done things before. Really, we're combing our whole networks um, to look for people who have done anything similar to this and then coming to them with our initial skeleton and asking them the questions. Um, and then we're going to go for it. We're, we're going to start with a smaller amount of people, um, but we're going to begin our fund and begin looking for places, having that deal flow. Um, so I would say start with two or three people around you. Uh, make sure you're comfortable. Be very intentional about setting up those agreements and those bylaws and the legal structures so that um, you know, things are in place and can, you know, proceed according to, uh, or just proceed cohesively. Um, and then be intentional about using your networks and trying to find people who have done that before so they can shed light on, you know, areas where you might want to not want to um, trip up and fall over. So mm. those are my action items in terms of um, actually pulling your money together and starting forward. And reach out to me because uh, I can put you in contact with people that we've already talked to. <laughs> I was surprised one of those wasn't join the think tank, but I've heard that's coming. I've heard that's coming. And honestly, I it's really tough to follow that, Ev. We certainly all have a lot of work to do and love the idea of coming together. My, my takeaway would be um, twofold. Number one, creating intergenerational wealth starts with the day-to-day -day decisions and habits that you create. 
So when we talk about really basic things like keeping your expenses below your income line, we talk about things like paying yourself first, putting money into investments, into savings opportunities. None of these, you know, LLCs, joint funds are possible without having a solid financial foundation. So as quickly as you can and as efficiently as you can, build that baseline so that the only direction you can go is up regardless of what comes your way. Second recommendation there is continue to have this everybody eats mentality. And I'm speaking especially to the black community or just really anyone who is an ally, anyone that's seeking to build wealth for themselves. You will learn so much from the people around you. So be generous in giving your advice, your expertise, being vulnerable, talking to people about your questions and your challenges. And together, everybody will eat. It is not a zero-sum game. We can really build wealth as a community. Yeah, and also to make it sustainable, you can be the change in your area. I think Mm. one of the big takeaways that I've had from um, from listening to Leslie and Evan and and surrounding myself with people like them is just the power of your resources and your own board of directors. Um, Once you kind of start to map that out, create a consistent cadence, make sure it's sustainable and that everybody's getting value. Um, And things like Think Tank that Evan built are are really inspiring. It's something (laughs) that can be done anywhere. It's going to take an incredible mind like Evan's, but um, but, but it's, it's, it's doable to whatever capacity you'd like. So that's, that's my, my takeaway for you, but I'm upset around this topic for now. Um, I want to take a moment though, to celebrate an incredible real growth moment. Hello. From another one of our listeners. Um, this one was written in from, we have Brianna in Arizona. Shout out to the Southwest. Hello, Arizona. Um, wow. And, <laughs> yeah, right. I know we're, we're hitting new States here. And, um, but Brianna mentioned, you know, she had a few friends that were laid off, uh, per the, the pandemic, mm. um, and the turn in the economy there. And, she mentioned she was very nervous she was going to get laid off but she had an emergency fund and she she said in her comment she didn't know what an emergency fund was until she listened to seeds and then did some of her own research found out what she was comfortable putting into it built it up and now she obviously does not want to be laid off and we hope you are not losing your job brianna Um, But if she does, she said she's confident that her emergency fund will allow her to continue to live her ideal lifestyle for the next two to three months at least. That is pretty awesome that where you're in that spot that, you know, it's such a stressor to so many people when it comes to a potential job loss. But um, but having the finances figured out is is kind of what we prepare for. Right. Absolutely. I mean, the last thing you want to do when going through the heartbreak and emotions of losing a job is wondering about how you're going to pay for rent for that month. And so, Brianna, obviously everyone here at CWC is thinking about you, but we're so proud that you've been able to actualize this idea of the emergency fund. We love bringing up these stories because it's not just Evan, it's not just Brianna, it's not just myself and Liam that are beginning our wealth journeys and really seeking happiness in real time. So listeners, thank you so much for joining us and we'd love to continue to hear about your challenges and your growth moments. Yes. Leslie, glad you mentioned that. Go to the link in our Seeds podcast description. 
share your experiences with us. We'd love to help you achieve your goals, but also celebrate you when you do. We cannot wait to be part of that journey. In the meantime, you can subscribe to Seeds to stay up to date with the community as we collectively pursue happiness. And before you go, you can also follow us on Twitter at our new Twitter at CWC Seeds Podcast. Hit us up. Yes. And lastly, shout out to Evan here weighing on the topic of of black wealth, how to sustain it, um, how to achieve it. We always love chatting with you, Evan. Where can listeners follow up with you and keep up with your journey? Absolutely. And one, thank you guys just for having me again. Thank you for, you know, gassing me a little bit here as well. Um, <laughs> well deserved. Shout out to you guys and the impact that you're having in Arizona is incredible. Um so just want to shout out seeds one more time as well you can follow me um at inevitable underscore success and you can follow the think tank at this is think tank um those are both on instagram so feel free to follow our journey we'd love to have you also uh, be a part of the think tank um we're you know always accepting new members if you're interested you can email um chicago chi think tank at gmail.com and then you'll get a google form that will kind of walk you through the rest of the process um but definitely open to everybody um and would love to have you guys join the community uh, awesome yes follow both of his pages honestly such great content always being shared and in the meantime listeners we will talk to you next week continue to take care of yourselves, continue to build together, and thanks so much for joining us again. Signing off. Signing off.